Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of Turn-Based, the RPG podcast here on The Coalition. My name is David Jagnu, your host, and I am joined by two extremely sexy individuals. Go ahead and introduce yourself, boys. Yeah, what's up? It's Gary A. Swaby, um, fellow editor at thecoalition.com. Ooh, so sexy. <laughs> and uh, oh, Thank you. Oh, okay. Are you done? Um, yeah, this is Rumi's Quadri, or Rams, whoever, however you want to say it. I am just hovering about. I, I actually don't know what I'm doing anymore, <laughs> to be honest. But, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a graphic designer, and I'm friends with these guys. And they've invited me on the show. So, hi. Hello. And that was a better intro than the first time you were on the show. <laughs> What, did I even have an intro the first time? I, was on the I don't show? think so. <laughs> don't think so, exactly. So. There we go. At least All I right. to him. There you go. You know who he is now. You know who I am. Just not a random voice. And I apologize as well in advance. A very awesome episode planned for you today with a extremely exciting and amazing announcement saved for the very end. So you have to listen. You can't just Uh-oh. skip ahead. Oh, you, well, you could, actually, but don't, because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> and uh, first, we'll just talk about what we've been playing. Um, outside of RPGs, I've been playing a lot, because uh, I have reviews up on the site of Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. Uh, by the time this is posted, my review for Powerful Shippuden will be up. Um, I've reviewed a couple other games earlier this month. Um, reviewing Castlevania Mirrors of Fate on the 3DS and some odd JRPGs that I'm going to save to talk about a little bit later. But yeah, there's there's a crap load of stuff that I'm reviewing this month, along with everyone else, because March is really busy. Yeah, definitely. And besides that stuff, I haven't really had time to play anything outside of what I'm reviewing. I did pick up Tomb Raider, so I hope to have time for that. But besides that, I mean, I haven't really had a whole lot of time to play much else. Yeah, because, like, you know, I got Tomb Raider, and I got, like, really invested into the story and everything, and I just want to, like, keep going. But today I got God of War Ascension, which I have to review, so it's like I kind of have to give Tomb Raider a break and then play God of War. So it's it's kind of annoying, you know, at times, being a a video game journalist. Right, yeah. But, you know, this is what we do, and we love it. Oh, yeah, I've got too many those. games to play. God, exactly, God. yeah. All <laughs> these free games. God. <laughs> such a drag, such a drag. Alright, so let's get a point of view from a normal person. What are you playing, Grams? Right. Uh, I've been playing Sleeping Dogs lately. I completed that this week and um, really enjoyed it. You know, as kind of a good competition towards stuff like GTA and Saints Row and it. The story was just great to follow into and Good job by Square Enix. I've also just started playing Tomb Raider as well. Um, I think a lot of people can just agree it's heavily invested into, like, quite addictive. You just... I like the whole style of that, you know, you're just constantly moving in a sense. You know, like, it's quite a rush in a a little bit. And it's it's a good suit for the Tomb Raider franchise, I think. Um, Yeah, they're the two games I've been playing. So, they're good. They're good. There you go. Yeah. Well, I I know um, this is an RPG podcast, but uh, I just wanted to say one thing about Tomb Raider, or ask David one thing. Like, because a lot of the time when I play that game, 
I kind of get the urge to play Uncharted again for some reason. <laughs> so I want to know, as somebody else who played Uncharted, does it like make you feel like you want to play Uncharted again for some reason? I mean, I don't think it's for some reason. It's for a pretty obvious reason. <laughs> and I don't think anyone can deny that there are... Well, first of all, obviously Uncharted was influenced by the original Tomb Raider franchise. And yeah. so it kind of makes sense that the new Tomb Raider is pretty clearly influenced from Uncharted. And yeah. I don't know, we're, we're going to have a lot of stuff related to Tomb Raider over the coming weeks. I've already talked to Rich about this. Um, expect a versus about Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Expect some other stuff from me specifically because I have some things to say. Uh, more than one thing, too. More than one thing. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm enjoying Tomb Raider so far. I'm not too far into it yet. So I don't have a whole lot to say that would be credible. But I don't know. Like I feel like it took a lot more from Uncharted than it should have, personally. And that's that's just based off of my first impression, though. So I'll have yeah, to wait and see. I agree. I haven't played multiplayer yet either, but I've heard that I probably shouldn't even attempt to. Because it's <laughs> supposed yeah, to be really bad. really bad. And to make it Ooh, relevant, yeah. you do upgrade Laura and Tomb Raider, kind of. So it's kind of an RPG, right? Yeah, yeah. this is one of the topics I kind of want to discuss, because, like, um... It seems like every game is beginning to, you know, take on RPG elements these days. Right. Like, because there's always a sense of upgrading and stuff, like, in every game now. So it's like, the RPG genre has just expanded to everything. Yeah. One thing I want to say about the way that Tomb Raider does it is I feel like it is not even necessary at all. Like, I don't feel like it adds anything to that game, because the upgrades you get aren't really meaningful and they don't change the way you play and so the only point of getting an upgrade is so that you can have something else to get more xp with to buy another upgrade that doesn't really do much yeah um, a lot of the upgrades are focused on you know like getting collectibles and stuff and as as for the guns like the bow is clearly the best weapon anyway so you know a, a lot of the gun upgrades are kind of pointless yeah the bow can do pretty much everything I've noticed that as well, like, I've just been sticking with the bow all the time, and it's quite easy to get headshots and everything, which is instant kills, so <laughs> it's, it's just really simple just using the bow, and then you constantly get to upgrade that as well anyways, like, you pick up new parts for it, and it becomes kind of like the most personal weapon you use throughout the game, which I think they kind of meant anyways, by judging the style and playthrough of the game as it is. That's how they kind of wanted it, like, lack of using guns, and then just yeah. use the bow instead. <laughs> In announcement, announcement, a new challenger has arrived. Insert sound here from a game about a battle. Um, we have someone <laughs> that has a special guest here on Turnbase, and you might have heard her before. <clears throat> yeah, this is your cue. Huh. <laughs> wow, she's, she's leaving us hanging right now. Anyways. Sorry, I I have to meet you guys because you guys are talking about Tomb Raider and it was very dangerous listening to it. Well, we're not giving away spoilers, we just Yeah, we didn't even talk about the plot. <laughs> no, you guys don't mention Bo. I don't wanna hear that. Wait, wait, wait. So you didn't know there was a bow in the game? Yeah, I did, kind of, but it's 
No, I don't want to hear it. It's too much of a spoiler. She dies at the end. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's a reboot. How can she die? I'm kidding. He's going to Should I go? How fucked up would that be, though? Like, she just died. <laughs> or did Anyways, she? introduce yourself. Oh, hi. I'm Electro Jade, and uh, check out Gossip Gamer. It's awesome. Gamer Gossip. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your own show. <laughs> Your own show, and you botched the name. Your own show. Because Gossip Girl. Uh huh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, please continue. It was really amazing listening to you guys until I muted you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tomb Raider has RPG elements that aren't really fully realized. End of that discussion. Um, I guess we can kind of talk about some other stuff now. Um, first, I want to mention a new game has been announced. It's an action RPG um, from, I think it's from Focus Interactive. Uh, Spider Game Studios is developing it, I think. Pretty much the exact same people that did Of Orcs and Men. Uh, you can find my review for that on the site. Uh, it was a decent game. It wasn't anything extraordinary, but it was a cool idea. It was pretty decent. Um, so this game is going to be kind of more typical fantasy style, but it's also going to be an action RPG. And there isn't really a whole lot known about the game yet. There's not like any gameplay. There's only like one screenshot that you can see in the post I did about it. Um, but it's supposed to be open world, um, kind of the stuff you would expect from a game like that. And, you know, like upgrades and skill trees and customizable character and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as far as I've gathered, the general plot involves your character being possessed by some demon of some kind. And there's, you know, like, a bunch of quests you get to go do. There's, uh, you know, like, side quests and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's pretty Wait, much... Was... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask, was he possessed willingly? Or, like, did this just happen, kind of? Uh, I And, like, know. he has to live with it. That's a good question. Usually the term okay. possessed implies it's involuntary. So, like, if he, like, took on the powers of a demon, I think... I don't know if they would use the word possessed. Okay. But maybe he did, I don't know. And I think, you like, your abilities are augmented by this possessed thing, so... Um, I get Maybe it's, like, kind of like you said, how you just have to, like, learn to live with it or something and kind of, like, adapt... And you can change your play style, sort of, like, based on what you choose to do and stuff like that. So, yeah. And it's, uh, that sounds pretty interesting. It's supposed to be pretty customizable. Jenny will be happy to know you can play as a female. So, there's that. Yay! <laughs> there's, like, a full crafting system, so you can, like, create and improve equipment. Um, you can get companions on quests and... Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be, like, a big open-world Western-style RPG, so it could be pretty cool. And it's coming out at the end of this year. So nice. keep you eager listeners updated. All 12 of you. <laughs> I'm sure we got more than that. <laughs> Alright, uh, I guess next is we could talk about that new Mass Effect DLC that came out. Oh, this is what everybody wants to talk about. I know, Mass Effect has been on like every episode. <laughs> Ever since die. the third one was announced, like... Every episode, basically. Yeah, Jenny just muted us again because she hasn't played yet. (laughs) 
No, actually, I don't care enough about Mass Effect 3, so continue on. Get out. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I honestly don't understand how you cannot care about Mass Effect. I know, it's just because there's so many games to play, I, I have to just... Trilogy, you just, it's just three games. Oh my god, I can't though, there's so many games to play, and I just have to... What, like what? <laughs> yes! What is an excellent game? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you guys don't understand the potential that Wet has, the the setting, what they were going for. It's so unique and it's so different. And if you guys can't see that, then shame on you. I played the game, but like you said, there's too many games to play to play a game for failed potential. <sighs> why, don't, why don't you play the games that actually are good? You know what? I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, in all seriousness, you should play Mass Effect eventually. Just yeah, saying. Sure. There's a lot of hot men you can hook up with in that game. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, so you should. But anyways, on topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Citadel. Have any of you played it? Nope. <laughs> no, I, I do plan to. Like, um, you know, I, I was really upset by Mass Effect 3, and I kind of just took a long break from it, and I ignored all of the DLC, you know, all of the expansions, whatever. I didn't really care. But I do want to go back to it eventually, and um, there are... Like, the DLC actually looks pretty good. It looks like stuff that should have been in the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of intrigued to actually try it out, and I'm hearing that this Citadel one is actually pretty good. Yeah, I haven't played it yet either. I've, I kind of am doing the same thing I do with Mass Effect 2. I just kind of want to wait until it's all out and just play through it all. And so I plan on playing it now pretty soon since it's the last one. And I've heard like nothing but really, really, really good things. Like it's supposed to be very, very character focused. Like you know, you get to interact with all the different characters a lot. There's, they compare. They a lot of people have said it's better than Lair of the Shadow Broker, which was amazing. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing it. Mm. I mean, I kind of agree with both, like, well, yeah, both of you guys. Um, when Mass Effect 3 came out for me I, and I played through it, I just got upset with it, and uh, <laughs> I took a break from it. I've just not really played the game since the the extended ending, whatever it was. Um, and then they had the DLC about the Leviathans coming in, and... Um, in Omega, right? Was yeah, some one? crap about uh, the Omega one. I wanted, but uh, you know that charged and it's <laughs> so stupid. Um, yeah, no, the Leviathan thing when it was the whole idea that oh they're stronger than the Reapers, the secrets out before the Reapers kill them. It's like, just go away, man. <laughs> just, just like focus on the Reapers, focus on one thing. But yeah, I've heard as well. Citadel, Citadel. Yeah, can't even say the word. It's um. It's meant to be really good. It's meant to be kind of like a final <laughs> goodbye and everything. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most about it. Yeah. It's kind uh, of like almost their apology, like saying like, okay, we didn't give you enough at the end, so here's all the character development you could ever want. Yeah, that's cool and everything, but the thing is, it's like they're fixing the ending that should have been again. Yeah. <laughs> they're fixing the ending yeah. that they fixed. That yeah. they fixed. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of what confuses me as well. Like, if this is meant to be a final send-off, what was the ending about then? You know, I mean, we got that ending where it's you know some guy telling um, a story, anyways, whatever. Yeah. And uh, 
you go back to play the chapters as it is because it's that weird old man named Stargazer talking to a kid or something. Yeah, uh, with the photo Yeah, it, it was pretty wrong. Dark <laughs> background <laughs> For an ending like that. Yeah. An old man calling himself Stargazer walking in the snow with a kid. Can I hear <laughs> another story, Grandpa? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, one more story before you go to sleep. It's like, fuck this. Fuck this game. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, in that sense, it's kind of a final send-off. But if it's good, like, it's... It's, um, Bioware, get my approval again, just just that nod. Just saying, you did good. You did good for <laughs> Shepard <laughs> and everything. But I'll be intrigued. I'm a bit annoyed with the uh, Xbox, that it's in two parts, and it's quite pricey at the moment as well. For me, anyway, it is. Um, so, um probably wait it for a little bit more and see what happens wait how much is it 1200 points for part one and part two is free which is kind of confusing I don't, like i think the reason why it's two parts is just because of the way the 360 handles like memory management or something yeah yeah like I mean, it has nothing to do with the content like it's I, know, I, know, one. I definitely know about that i mean i've heard you guys argue about the whole like disc splitting in some games and things like that and it seems to be happening with DLC content as well so I'm not I'm not accusing Bioware of that part I'm just saying in general like the Xbox Live thing as well it kind of bugged me a little bit with the pricing especially so um, yeah I'll, I'll probably wait but I'm intrigued it'll probably let me play Mass Effect again and bring back some nostalgia memories who knows <laughs> yeah because um, you know I, I actually got um, Mass Effect 2 on PC for free a while ago so i'm considering just buying one and three on pc and then just playing everything over again i highly so recommend at, at that it. point at that point i might you know just play all of the dlc so yeah i do plan on playing it sometime in the future but i don't know when but if any of you guys play it then keep me updated let me know how it is yeah, and same goes for any of the people listening. If you played it, let us know your thoughts and tell us if we should hurry up and play it or not. <laughs> All right, so next is I can I can talk a little bit about some of those JRPGs I mentioned in the beginning. Um, there's two in particular that I want to talk about. One, um, I'm gonna probably destroy the pronunciation of this, but it's called <laughs> like Atlier Aisha, the Alchemist of Dusk. Wow, that's a mouthful. Type that out. That's I'm what she said. Pause. <laughs> you, you need to. You need to type it out so right. we can all try. It'll be it. typed out. But yes, this <laughs> game is a JRPG. I don't have the rest of the details right in front of me, but it is part of a series. I think this is like um, a series within a series of some kind. It's like the fourth game, but it's starting a new trilogy or something like that. And, um, yeah, it's like sort of an action RPG, has very kind of a stylized, colorful, cel-shaded graphics. Uh, I have not did much research into it because I want to kind of go into a blind whenever <laughs> I play it. Um, but yeah, that's one of them. The second one, this one of which has a more interesting story behind it, is called Hyper Dimension Neptunia Victory. That one I do know that I'm pronouncing correctly. And that sounds like a fighting game, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it kind of does, you're right. Um, this one is based in a fantasy world called Game Industry, and that's spelled G-A-M-E-I-N-D-U-S-T-R-I. So Game Industry, not industry, but Game Industry. And each of the different realms of this world are based on the different consoles 
so this thing started this series has been around for a while this is like the fifth game in the series um and it started back whenever sega was about to be releasing one of their new consoles so there's four worlds here and it was going to be each one is themed after each of them so one of them is based on the Wii, one's based on Xbox, one on PlayStation, and they're involved in a console war, is what it's called. Yeah. Wow. So this is a real game. So, <laughs> so it's like a parody or something? Or? Kind of. It's like kind of a parody of JRPGs in a way, but it's also like, you know, still a JRPG, so there's anime-looking girls with giant boobs, but their faces look like they're 12 years old, and there's, like, lots of dancing and singing and quirky humor. So, it's... Yeah, it's interesting. I'll say that. I have not played it yet. It doesn't come out until, I think, the 22nd or 23rd, and they sent me a disc already that's, like, not even a finished disc. you, You have it already? Yeah, yeah. It's not even a finished disc. It's like on a clear disc. This is the first time I've ever gotten one of these. And they said it... Yeah, I, I get those all the time. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing if it even plays. Like, it looks like a bootleg DVD. But it is the full game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's just on a clear disc or something. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Nippon Ichi Systems America for sending me that. Well, I look forward to the next episode where you talk about this game in depth. It should sounds... be interesting. I plan on recording some gameplay because I have a feeling there's going to be some stuff that I will have to show for people to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jenny, do you have anything to say? You're pretty talkative in the chat down there. <laughs> no. <laughs> just no, raging in the chat right now about this game. Like, I'm just having fun with you guys. <laughs> So, do you have a problem with, uh, you know, overly sexualized anime females in games? Um, I just, I just find it very weird how they all look like they're children. It's kind of disturbing. Is that why you didn't like Final Fantasy? Uh, no. The characters in Final Fantasy were okay. Final Fantasy thirteen. Um, the girl with her name Sarah was kind of weird. But no, Final Fantasy was good. But when it comes to animes, I just I don't like the whole the the whole fact that they sexualize these innocent looking girls, and it's kind of creepy. Yeah, I can well, tell it's you. Good. It's good to hear a female's point of view on that. Yeah, and you know, I, I always like uh, when I was a teenager, I used to love animes. Like I used to watch Chobits and Escaflone and Sailor Moon and. All those kind of... Oh, all Sailor those, Moon! Yeah, man. But, like, ever since, like, you know, then the internet came, and then I realized that everyone just sexualizes everything about anything, and it got really freaky. Ugh, I have... I think I'm I think I'm the only one who never watched Sailor Moon. Probably. Probably. You know, for someone that's so, like, innocent-minded in so many ways, it's odd that you frequent Reddit so much. Like, I don't understand how you how you have maintained your innocence if you are on the internet all the time. It seems like you would have been corrupted by now. I am corrupted, but I don't show it. I'm a good person. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like whenever I I start talking, we get off topic like crazily. That's so okay I'm- though. It makes it more interesting. So I want to hear a vote since there's three of you. Which game has the better name? Asliyir Aisha, the Alchemist of Dusk, or Hyperdimension Neptunia Victory? Okay, well, I really like the name Aisha. It just sounds so, like, <laughs> sexy, so I'll just go with that. 
See, the way I'll probably say that is Atelier Aisha, the Alchemist of Dusk. <laughs> yeah, it's sexy. Atelier, yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah. See, Rams has it down to a T. Exactly, man. Actually, you're Aisha. Is that better? Aisha. I, I, I don't go away. I have to call them and ask how to say it. That's what I'll do. <laughs> hey, I don't know how to pronounce your game. <laughs> I should have done that for Naruto. Is it this? Okay, so I think Gary has an announcement. He wants to talk about a special Q and A that's going to be happening on the site. Oh yeah. Um, well, we all know I'm a huge Dragon Age fan, and um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the lead writer David Guider's work. I've read a couple of the Dragon Age books and I really, really enjoyed the writing in Dragon Age Origins. I played that game over and over. So I'm proud to announce that I have an interview pending with him. It's going to be like a Q&A where um, I asked him, ask him like um, around eight questions or so. So I'm just waiting for it to come back. Um, hopefully he answers everything. Uh oh. But yeah, it should be a pretty cool pretty cool interview once it comes back. Um I wasn't allowed to ask anything regarding, you know, Dragon Age three. So all of the questions are based on the games that are already out and the books, you know, and the characters and stuff. So yeah, looking forward to it. That was kinda of strange to me, I think, you know. Like, hey, we have this game that's coming out soon, everyone wants to know about it, and you can interview the lead writer, but you cannot ask about the game that is coming out. Yeah, it is strange, but um, I, I I can kind of get why, because the way PR works is like they work on time, and because right. they actually because they actually haven't um, made like a big reveal or anything, like we know the game is coming and they've you know announced that it's coming, but they haven't really um, expanded on anything. So I think until they expand on it a bit more themselves, then you're not allowed to ask them anything because. That would be like giving you exclusive news, and you know they're not going to give us that because you know we're small time, we're not IGN. Shots fired. So yeah, I can understand that, but at the same time, I am disappointed because you know I obviously would have liked to have learned more about you know the writing process for the new game and stuff. Right. But oh well, it is what it is. What about you, Jenny? Uh, have you played any of the Dragon Age games? Uh, no, I don't really care for these games. <laughs> Oh man, she's hurting everyone's feelings today. <laughs> yeah, she she really hurts my feelings. Man. So First sorry. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, now Dragon Age, Mass Effect, Mass Effect, Dimension, <laughs> just everything. To be fair, um, no, it's, there's no fairness here. <laughs> so sorry. How dare you preface your statement with that? <laughs> but I know Rams has played the games so Rams like well, what do you think about the writing for Dragon Age in particular and what would you like to know more about the process um I mean yeah I played both of the games as well as I've watched a bit of the the story of Cassandra the whole um the church people's goddess and stuff like that who they believe in most and everything and um the writing's pretty cool you know the stories are a bit awkward how different they go and um what happens like i'd, I'd obviously want to see more about the origin story i'd want to see more on um you know your original character that you created from scratch and made him into this like champion warrior and everything and you want to everyone i'm sure wants to see what's happened with his story you know or the story with morrigan and everything yeah. and um yeah no um <laughs> 
the champion of Kirkwall. His story is interesting, but it hasn't really, like, kind of made any sense still, like, the proper reason of actually making that inclusion of him. You know, he had that one reaction with Flemeth, and, um, you know, will we see him in the third game? Will he have a bit role to play? Will he have a big yeah. role even? You know, what's Flemeth's deal? Is she just going to be into it a little bit more? Who knows? But it'll be interesting to see your Q&A with this dude. Um, I'll look forward to it, and I'll give it a read. And if everyone else bullies you, I will just um, step on to the side and watch them bully you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, um, no, I, I kind of wrote it to kind of, like, stir the pot a little bit, because, you know, they've been heavily criticised with the way they completely switched the story or switched the focus of the story when they um, transitioned yeah. to the second game. So I kind of, you know, directed my questions towards that a little bit, like to say, um, you know, what was the thought behind, you know, switching characters and, you know, changing the overall direction when going to the second game. So I really hope he gives like a, a real in-depth answer to that question so he can, you know, get a look and see, you know, what the what their thought was because I don't know if it was just a business decision or if they really actually wanted to do this as writers I mean so. it makes sense to just go back to the origin story or it makes sense to you know focus a lot on this Morrigan baby godchild sort of um, what well, the storyline that's happening and how Flemeth will kind of deal with it <laughs> is it Catalyst? I don't, I don't know oh, Mass Effect no, that Dragon was Mass Age Effect. crossover oh, that would be terrible man <laughs> But yeah, if you yeah, think that, about that, it, it's pretty talk, much... That it is really joke. similar, though. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the whole talk that people joke that Shepard will be the baby, <laughs> like, the god baby of Morrigans and stuff. And, you know, all that things. But they probably will do some interesting reference and everything. Like they How do else do you explain the fact you get armor from both games? That is true. That's true. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only logical the explanation. The dragon armor was was in Dragon. Well, no, it was in Mass Effect, but also, yeah. yeah. Um, what if Dragon Age isn't actually like a fantasy era, and it turns out that it's actually <laughs> like planet? It's just a planet <laughs> where, uh, or it's just everybody dream. thinks they're in a fantasy. <laughs> it's Vega's dream. <laughs> Vega just wakes up and like goes to like the Krogans, but like, man, I had this weird dream. That'd be, that'd be annoying, but um. That'd be that piss off everyone. Or even better, it zooms out and it's the same star child <laughs> telling another story. Oh, that'd be great. That can happen. Yeah, someone just looks to the sky and be like, and that's the story of the champion. <laughs> Tell me another story. Okay. Stargazer. This will be um Victoria Turnpager. That's it. <laughs> Whatever. Medieval temperature. That's great stuff. Okay, and for another topic that's going to bore Jenny to tears, <laughs> I have a Q&A that's coming up as well. It's been approved already. I just have to send in the questions, and this is with CD Projekt Red. Um, I don't know who will be answering the questions since, you know, the team's very busy. They have two games coming out and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So I'll have to wait and see who's going to answer the questions. But I'm thinking of... It, Asking a variety of questions, kind of geared at both Cyberpunk and at Witcher 3. 
Um, I'm assuming that I can probably ask the more in-depth questions about Witcher 3 since it's already been fully unveiled, and they've already said a lot of stuff about it. Um, I'm probably going to ask more general questions about Cyberpunk. They have did they did one conference like last year before the game was officially unveiled. I found on YouTube that actually has like a lot of details about it. So I'm probably going to bring up some of that stuff. Um, kind of ask about the pen and paper RPG that it's based on. Um, like ask about the teaser trailer and that kind of stuff. And so, well, what kind of things do you think you guys would want to know about those two games? I'll start with Jenny because she actually said that Cyberpunk looks cool. So what would you want to know about that? Um, okay. I'm a different case because, as you know, I don't like hearing anything about a game that I really want to play because my theory is the best experience of playing a game is when you're, you have a clean slate, you know nothing about it. So when you actually experience the game, it's like, it's totally something amazing and you didn't expect anything. So, um, I really have no questions. Yeah. Okay, well, I have a follow-up. I've asked you this before, but I'm, I'm going to ask you again. How do you know that you want to play a game if you don't find out anything about it? Well, okay, um, they always have, like, those launch trailers or, you know, like, those sneak peek trailers. So I check those out, and then I just leave the rest, um, you know, to my imagination. Which, so how did you feel about Dead Island? Did you play Dead Island? I didn't. Why does that matter? <laughs> Because that launch trailer was nothing like the game. Oh, that happens a lot. Trailer, that launch trailer got really highly pr- praised, but the game itself just like sucked. Basically, apparently, <laughs> I'm not too sure. But... I mean, compared to the trailer, the game was trash. If you if the trailer <laughs> had been representative, like the game's actually pretty decent, but compared to that trailer, nothing could live up to it. Right. Yeah. Right. Actually. That's actually very true. Like, it's definitely very risky for me to, um, you know, not really look at reviews or anything like that. I mean, I got I got screwed over by Prince of Persia when it came out on the PS3 for the first time. And, um, you know, I pre-ordered it. I got the collector's edition. Is this I was the, so... the Nola North one? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, the game is terrible. I was so disappointed <laughs> and... Uh, I, I could never forgive myself for it. Even today, like, I have this huge grudge for Ubisoft for screwing <laughs> me over. But it's okay. <laughs> but you didn't you didn't change your ways after that? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Okay, well, what about you two? What questions would you guys want to know? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really into the whole cyberpunk style of um, world and era that constantly shows up in games and movies and stuff like that. I like the whole futuristic style and the idea that technology evolves with humanity as well. And um, it's like Gary, when he told me about the trailer and um, had a look at it, he we both saying, you know, it's reminding us of Deus Ex, which is, well, one of my favourite games. I'm, I'm thinking it's one of Gary's as well, but, you know, that whole... Yes. <laughs> that whole... Um, idea of you know how technology attached to a human you know how they kind of advance themselves with that how it would kind of um affect them you know mentally physically and emotionally as well and you can probably tell that the game is going to be about that that there's a division between you know the pros and cons of what people kind of prefer if they hate that technology is destroying you know natural evolution or that people are for the fact that technology is um, there and uh, 
God's sake, you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're sending these messages to me, and it's like, it's not helping me, like, focus. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think that's quite the straightforward story that a lot of people go towards, you know, the divide of yes and no to technology evolving with humanity. So I'd like to look more into that. I mean, would it be more into conspiracy thoughts, um, a bit like how Deus Ex is, or is it just going to be an all-out war between, you know, people that believe the the way forward to exist in the world is by advancing with technology and attaching yourself to that, or um, the people that believe, you know, naturally grow <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's my interest into the game, and, and the whole thought of cyberpunk era and just, like, techno lights, dubstep. <laughs> Anything for that, whatever. <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pretty much agree with Rams. Like, he pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Um, the only thing I really wanted to know about the game is, like, you know, um, how similar it will be to, you know, a Deus Ex. Because the thing is, right, I feel like if I didn't actually play Deus Ex Human Revolution, I probably wouldn't have been as excited about that trailer for cyberpunk mm. so you know right. my, what i want to know is like how closely they they're actually going to follow that formula that um you know square enix set with deus ex human revolution or are they just going to do something completely different you know to differentiate themselves from deus ex completely yeah i think that it's going to be interesting because as we we know already that this is going to be a very much an open world rpg so I think that's going to be the fundamental difference because Deus Ex, like the levels are pretty open, but it is still kind of mission based and linear. And so this one's going to be like open world. And I think it'll be interesting to see how they address, you know, having a big city and having, you know, all these different areas you can explore. And it would be really cool in a kind of a cyberpunk setting to have a game like that because there hasn't really been anything like that. And so I think they have a lot of potential for experimentation and really, really cool stuff. And yeah. as for Witcher 3, have any of y'all played the other games? Um, I, you know, I played um, with The Witcher 2 for a little while on Xbox because I had the Xbox version. But um, I now have it on PC. I got it in the Christmas sale. Yeah, same here. So I really, I really want to get back into that game and, you know, fully beat it and everything. Um, I haven't even beat the first game, but I've played, like, you know... I'd say like six, seven hours, maybe more. Yeah, ex exactly the same here. I, I never beat it. <laughs> um, I got about six hours in like you, but I just got bored and I hated the combat system in the first game. Um, yeah, the combat system wasn't great in the first one. Um, they really improved it in the second one, though. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing the second one after I got it in the sale. Yes. So, I mean, what kind of questions would you ask them regarding The Witcher? I would specifically ask about the new engine, because I know that new engine is going to be used for both games, and I'm really interested to see how this engine develops, because they're kind of touting it as the perfect combination of open world and story-driven RPG into one massive perfect engine. So, like, the way I, if, if it works out well, I imagine, like, a game with Mass Effect-style story and characters, and then combined mm -hmm. with, like, an Elder Scrolls world. Like, just thinking about that, it, it, it makes me pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it seems like this is um, 
their opportunity to have like their very own Mass Effect and their very own Skyrim sort of like you know with The Witcher and Cyberpunk it's like um, CD Projekt they're really doing great work at the moment and they have potential to to you know play a major part of the next generation I think and whenever I said it makes me hard I mean it makes me think really hard about the possibilities <laughs> we need to get our minds out the go <laughs> I think what I really liked about this was the whole art direction of it. Um, right, right. If you find, if you go online and search more of it, um, the design side of things, how they actually made the whole trailer and everything, is really interesting how they got those effects and um, the shapes of the models and everything as such going on. And the trailer just worked brilliantly. Like, the music was really cool. and um, Oh, yeah the concept of the character as well is quite mysterious and uh, menacing at the same time, but that's going to be you in a sense. Like, isn't, the whole story is obviously that when people have these inclusions in them, they, they can go crazy and then there's like special cops is there that take them out. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Along those lines, yeah. <laughs> it's just basically a special ops team or something that will take out the ones that have gone crazy with advanced... Um, technology installed into them and um, you're possibly one of the guys who's probably in the midst of going crazy or staying sane and trying to find a balance or something I don't know but it looks all interesting the art direction was really really good and I definitely want to see more of um, Cyberpunk yep I agree 100% good good stuff and you know the trailer kind of reminded me of the other one we were just talking about with Dead Island. Um, not, not saying that I expect it to be different than the trailer, but just the like the feeling it gave me. Like it it was mm. very, very well done and very, you know, artistic and the music was perfect like you said. And there wasn't like any real dialogue hardly or anything like that. It was almost all just a still frame shot of like that girl just standing there or like kneeling there. Yeah, and that's yeah. what it was. It was just a. It was. It was literally just a still frame shot with a little few animations here and there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, was, it was just perfectly done. It's like it's just one of those things that you just look and um, you're just like I want. I want to see more. I want more of this. Sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it was the perfect way to do a teaser. Mm. Yeah, and and that kind of you know, obviously it, it makes me kind of critical, you know, by nature because you know I'm I'm a video game enthusiasts so I, I want to see the game you know the, the teaser trailer was amazing like it was on some Hollywood type shit but let me see what the actual game is like because they could still let us down with this and I'm going to feel really let down if it doesn't live up to that standard but I'm sure you know CD Projekt they have a good reputation thus far so I'm sure they will deliver but we'll see only time will tell all right, so this will actually be a pretty good segue into our spotlight because um, we want to talk about Deus Ex. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, indeed. Uh, I guess I can start since I've only played the first game. I've never finished it. I've just kind of played it some. And it's it's still really good. Like, I, I never played it until maybe a year or two ago was the first time. And it's still really, really good. I mean, the graphics are dated, of course, but there's tons of mods for it if you want to make it look pretty again. And 
it's pretty cool. Like the game's 13 years old, and you know the gameplay and the design was so strong that it still holds. Like it still holds up today. And um, as far as like the content of it, you know, Rams, you've already talked a lot about the world and everything like that. And yeah. I mean, I think back then, like 13 years ago, this was even more cool because you know it, technology was much much less evolved then. So. Uh, to see kind of how that series has evolved over the years is really cool with Human Revolution. And right. then, you know, the rumors of the new game, because didn't they register a trademark or a domain name or something? Well, they've registered yeah. two now. Um, there's one, Human Defiance, and then there's another called The Fall. And I think Human Defiance is the movie um, that was recently announced, like a couple of months ago. Because uh, what I've got here, it says Mark Monitor and CBS Films have registered the domain name. Um, Deus Ex Human Defiance and that was done in February and um, The Fall recently just became news uh, a few days back and that lists of goods and services, computer games software, computer games, compromising computer software, so that looks more video game based, the title of the name so, I don't know <laughs> it could be The Fall it could be The Defiance I'm Human Defiance even, I'm guessing Human Defiance might be the movie not too sure. Uh, sounds cool either way. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure about film, but you know, I'm. I'm just glad, you know, to hear that they they might be yeah. making another <laughs> game. Definitely. But um, you know, I was going to ask you a question, David. Um, you know, with Deus Ex One, because I really do want to buy the game. But is it like an open world sort of game with a narrative, and like, can you explore the world and talk to people, <laughs> or is it just like a level by level based system? Uh, I haven't played Human Revolution, so I can't really say how similar it is, but uh, the first level of the game is it kind of just throws you right into it after kind of like a training part. But then after that, there's like a mission headquarters where you can like roam around and talk to people. Um, all the different levels and missions you get are very open-ended. So the, each mission has, you know, three or four different ways that you can complete it. Uh, you know, based on what you do, then, the, like, the ending and that kind of stuff ends up changing. Uh, there's really good character progression. Like, you can, like, the medical and, like, injections and stuff, you can kind of, like, change how your character is. And so, I mean, it's pretty pretty open for a linear game, if that makes any sense. Do you have augmentations in that game as well? Yeah, but I don't think it's on the same level that it well, is in this newest one. Yeah, because Human Revolution, wasn't it something like, Adam Jensen was kind of the the start of something new. Um, his DNA and reaction to technology addition to the human body was kind of like something new that Bob um, wanted, you know, the whole Illuminati wanted and everything. And Deus Ex kind of is set years after that with more and more evolved technology and um, okay. something like that. And Adam Jensen's tech, the way he's fighting and the way he advances himself, is just about dying in Deus Ex, I think. Okay, so he's in the other two games as well. Who? Adam Jensen. No. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just meant, like, because you know how powerful he is compared to everyone, well, other people that have um, advancements in the... Uh, um, why am I... Fucking starring this uh, in in the game Human Revolution and stuff. Uh, he's a lot stronger, and 
he's a lot more powerful and he can resist a lot of the capabilities of holding on to a lot of techs. And he's his style of uh, improvement and advancements and everything is just about dying in the Deus Ex games because that's all um, that's like years ahead now and that's when is it nanotech or something? Uh, I don't know if it would be called that. I'm sure it's like some type of spawn of that technology, though. Yeah, well, it was something that's now so much more advanced to compared to what Human Revolution had. Right. But, you know, that's just about dying in Deus Ex, and something new is um, within the character that you are, J.C. Denton. Yeah, nanotechnology aug- augments, that's the word I'm looking for, augments. Yeah, human augmentation <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, um, stuff like that. It's just basically constantly advancing that augmentation feel. And Adam Jensen was kind of the start of it, and then J.C. Denton's kind of now the much, much more improved type and it's going through all the Illuminati conspiracy theories and things like that. That's kind of my guess of it already. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I haven't played the second one. I know neither of you have. Uh, I've heard yeah. that it's kind of... I heard it's... Yeah, I hear, I hear <laughs> it's not as good as the, the first one. Yeah, it's called but, Invisible um, War, I think, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Invisible War. Yeah, I got both the first and second one about a year ago on Steam. They sold them together for like three bucks. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have to get this. (laughs) They do that sale pretty often. I've seen it at least like once every six months or so. Uh, I hope they do it again soon, man, because I want to get those games. Yeah. But yeah, um, do you have any idea of like the story path for the second game at all? Because none of us have played that one. No, I really don't. I don't even know if it's the same character. Okay. Okay, anyways, it's time for our super duper fantastic special announcement that everyone has been listening to the entire podcast to build up suspension for, and everyone's really excited. And this is something that Jenny can actually talk about a little bit. <laughs> and right now, we're not going to disclose the official name of this project, it was simply referred to as Operation Red Panda. And if we ever talk about it in future episodes or on co-op or anything like that, it'll be called Red Panda. And don't question the name. You're not supposed to understand. That's what it's called. And so what we're going to announce is that we are working on a game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an RPG. It is an RPG. That's why it's super relevant. And yeah. it's we're not going to disclose very much information like the plot or anything, but Coalition members will be featured in this game. It will be a 16-bit style, Super Nintendo style, like Final Fantasy RPG. It, it, it will be turn-based, just like the name. Get it? Turn-based? Yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> we're so smart. Yeah. So gangster, so gangster. <laughs> so, do you guys want to disclose any more information about it? Um, well, not really. Um, you know, I think we'll just keep people updated. You know, every episode, let people know the progress. Um, you know, I want to, I want to keep people waiting for us to reveal more. You know, plus we actually need to work on it a bit more as well because we've barely done anything. Yeah, but we've done know, the we, most important parts. 
Yeah, we've completed like the whole planning stages and stuff, so that's the I most important. I wasn't a part of this because but you're not you one of the most important parts. Pretty <laughs> obvious. One of the isn't most it? important parts. <laughs> we didn't Y'all even tell you mean. until we had already thought of it all. You're an afterthought. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I guess I can say that this is my little involvement with the coalition, at least. Um, I'm helping out here and there. <laughs> so, yeah. Just from the beginning where I said I don't know what I'm doing here, um, that now I can say, this is what I'm doing. Stuff. This is my yeah, legacy. Rams is, <laughs> Rams is the lead artist for the game. Creative yeah. director. The, cr- the creative, yeah. Uh, I'll just, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take it. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, so I have a question. Do you guys have any idea when this game will be releasing? When it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Do not we're gonna, rush. We're going to pull time. a valve. Yeah. <laughs> it's done when it's done. I don't know. I guess we could shoot for... I mean, I really don't have any idea Like, by the how much work is going to be involved, how much time it will take. Cause, oh, and just to let everyone know, just it, it is going to be a free download. It's, you know, everything is going to be free for this game. You're not going to have to pay anything to get it. Um, so there will we are going to use probably, like, quite a bit of copyrighted stuff, just, you know, because we're not doing anything for profit on this. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it'll save us time. Uh, yeah. And um, also, like, you know, it's not nothing to take very seriously because there will be a lot of humor in there, a lot of video game-related humor. Oh, yeah. You know, That's humor the from the industry. Entire so, game, basically. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't something we're taking entirely seriously, but um, yeah, it, it will be pretty cool to see. Like you know, just to say that we made a game, and it would be cool if people actually played it and gave feedback on it. So yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see how this turns out. Yeah. So we don't want to really give many more details. Um, future episodes, we're going to reveal more and more information and kind of ask people for feedback and that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, we're not really going to say too much about it yet because we don't, we don't want you to know too much yet because we don't even know that much. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, that's the announcement. That's what you've all that's been it. waiting for. Oh, and probably. that pretty much wraps up episode 15. Everyone should keep an eye out for more information about... Operation Project Codename Red Panda X Super Secret. That's the full code name. <laughs> Super Duper Secret X. Uh, <laughs> marks the spot. Uh, disguise <laughs> stuff. Remember the name. Remember the name. Hashtag H Hashtag Red Panda Super Duper Secret X. Marks the spot. Treasure spot. Uh, disguise things stuff yeah anyways keep an eye out on the coalition we'll, we might even release information that isn't part of turn based so that's a little foreshadowing teaser for you wow even I don't know what he's talking about so it must <laughs> there be you something go. very special that's how top secret it is alright yeah. thanks bye <laughs> peace see ya